Normal Friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it is the last week of Fantasy Month. Womp womp. For the month of June <laughs> here at Fully Booked. Obviously, we're talking about things all about fantasy this month over on the podcast, but also on the website at fullybooked.ca. Um, and in keeping with that, I think we decided to go in a bit of a different direction for this episode. We wanted to, you know, pick another film that maybe like, yeah, (laughs) that maybe wasn't fantasy in like what you, you know, I guess like your traditional seeming fantasy. You know, we've talked about Alice in Wonderland. We've talked about Stardust. And it just felt like we wanted to maybe try something a little different. We just really like witches. Yeah, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> all of that, I'm like prefacing it so heavily, but all of that is to say that we are, today we're talking about uh, the 1998 film Practical Magic, which is an adaptation of a, I believe, 1995 novel by Alice Hoffman. Mm. Um, we, I can't believe that this is Shireen's first time having watched this film. I love this movie. This is like my every year, like right at the beginning of September, basically, Mm. I watched this movie. It's got like heavy, like 90s spooky, cozy vibes. Oh yeah. Heavy. It's not really spooky, but just like those 90s vibes where like everything feels like a warm quilt. Yeah. It's very, (laughs) it's a very cozy film. Yeah. It has that kind of feel to it. it's about witches. And like, I feel like there was like a big boom of witches in the 90s. Like, (laughs) I think we're thinking of like this and like the craft. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch was massive on TV at this point. So I think there was, you're right. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Blair Witch project like about a year after this movie (laughs) actually yeah that's it so there's just a lot of oh there was a lot of witch stuff now i'm just thinking about it there's so much witch stuff like witches and vampires like wasn't there like interview with the vampire and stuff yeah they started on that queen of the dam yeah that Anne rice bandwagon was right like end of the 90s early Early 2000s 2000s, basically Yeah, yeah that's it so there's like a lot of like spook, spooky supernatural 90s. It's like a whole subgenre. Yeah, well, I guess anybody who didn't want to do like a slasher post scream yeah. was like, well, we got to do something else. So let's try <laughs> this and see how it goes, basically. Um, and I'm happy about it. It just meant that the 90s were chock full of witch stuff, <laughs> all of which I consumed. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was not allowed to watch any of it. <laughs> you weren't allowed to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, that I did watch oh, okay. on Fridays. Like that was like the you know that was peak of my yeah. week. You and know? then we hit like Buffy and stuff. That I was not allowed older. to watch. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you just missed out as a child. <laughs> you conservative parents out there, don't do that to your kids. Yeah, you're not doing your kids any favors. Okay, no. they're just gonna go looking for it without you anyway. So totally. just let them do it in a controlled environment. Yep. yep. Uh, yay, okay, I'm excited, so we're going to get into it right now, and we're going to talk about practical magic. sisters are two beautiful witches. Hang on to your husbands, girls. With one wicked problem. She has the worst taste in men. Any man they fall for falls victim to a deadly curse. Any man who wins the heart of an Owens woman is bound to end up six feet under. And as hard as they try... Oh, my God! They can't keep their loves. I feel like I'm never going to see you again. Look out! Alive. Okay, so Practical Magic, which was released in 1998, currently has a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb and 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? 
What? Yeah, you oh, can say no. that now. Okay, so the audience score is 73%. Oh, okay. So I love it. I always love when there's like a massive, massive difference in critic scores because it's always one way or the other, right? It's either the critics loved it and audiences were like, well, that was boring as shit. So they mm. hated it. Yeah. Or the critics hate it and audiences are like, no, this is a genuinely good film that I enjoy. And so they rate it higher. I don't know why that is. Because the criteria I think that film critics yeah. go in for are not what audiences love. Yeah. Like like the high like high scoring films and stuff like that for critics are quiet you know, usually very boring and drawn out dramas, mm. not fucking Marvel movies. That's what people go to the theater for. Yeah, like we go to the theater for fun, not for and escapism. Yeah, <laughs> or at least a lot of us do. A I lot do. Of it. Yeah, I do. That's like, usually what I go in for is escapism of some sort. So yeah, so the movie was released in 1998. Um, if for in case people haven't seen it, it's totally possible. It I think it's become a bit of a cult classic now. Oh, has it? But I'm pretty sure at the time everybody was like, oh, what a stupid movie. And that was like the end of it, basically. Mm. Um, it was released in October. So fucking smart. Mm. So smart. <laughs> it was released like mid-October, which is a really good idea. Um, and starring just all of these like ridiculous, like when you start looking at the cast list, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, look at all of this. So obviously um, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman are like the two leads. Mm. Um, Diane Weist, who's like everyone's mom and everything in the 80s and 90s. Not the mom in that 70s show. No, 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 <laughs> no. Different, I'm telling you, different voice, the voice gives it away. I know. If you thought it was the same person, you wouldn't anymore. Um, and Stalker Channing play the aunts. Evan Rachel Wood plays one of the daughters. Mm-hmm. Um you know, all these people who were just in like a whole bunch of stuff at the time and even people who you don't know their name, but you recognize their face. Like the like, guy. Oh. And we were like, oh, him, the one who was in oh, um, tons of stuff. Aiden Quinn there. Yeah. yeah, that's it. He was one of those. He popped up in a bunch of like mid to late 90s stuff. Yeah. And we were, um, when we were watching it, we were discussing how um, at that time, like during the 90s, the heartthrob of the movie was like sometimes an older guy like in his 40s and not like actively looked 26 like he was actually like you know in his mid to late 30s and stuff and it kind of feels like we're coming back full circle again and I think it it has to be a generational thing it must be where it's like they were catering to kind of like the baby boomers well they were catering to the guess the target demographic of people who were mostly going to the movies at that time and if it was catered to adults yeah. And it wasn't like a teen film specifically, they right. would probably have to, um, I don't know, be realistic with their casting choices, I guess. And so now, like, it feels like we're getting back to the point where actors are a little bit older yeah. in movies yeah. because me- millennials are getting a bit older. We're getting a bit too. older. <laughs> we're getting a bit older, too. <laughs> but there was a while there where everybody had to look 17. Yeah, the early aughts <laughs> were like a weird time for that. <laughs> like, everybody just got really young. Like, 2000, maybe four to 2015 or so was a really <laughs> strange time everybody had no facial hair no that's (laughs) oh god what a thought oh boy so anyway getting back to the actual film that we're talking about today um so yeah the film stars sandra bullock as uh sally owens and nicole kidman as jillian owens they are sisters who are part of um basically a family of witches who are on, I believe it's a small island in Massachusetts. They don't really name it ever. They're always in Massachusetts. Yeah, of course. It's witchy. It makes sense. New England is very witchy. (laughs) So it just stands to reason. Um, So yeah, they live on a small island. Basically the 
the family themselves is said to be cursed. The film begins with like a flashback to Puritan times mm-hmm. where, um, God, I forget the, what her name is. Um, uh, what's her name? The actress? No, one of the, like the actual original witch, well, whatever her they name was. talk about her for like five seconds. Yeah, I know they don't for very long. <laughs> oh, Maria, that's it. Oh. So Maria Owens, um, back in Puritan times, basically, she was accused of being a witch, um, which she was technically, mm-hmm. but of course, obviously at that time, everybody would have panicked about it, and she was... Um, supposed to have been hanged Mm -hmm. she was also abandoned by the man who loved her like Mm -hmm. at that time i guess when he found out what she was and um she cast a spell right before she was hanged and it saved her life Mm -hmm. so she did not die um but she wound up pregnant and alone and shunned basically banished by the entire town she was miserable and wound up I mean casting I think what was meant to originally be like a protection spell Mm -hmm. to sort of stop the Owens women and herself from ever being hurt Mm -hmm. again but it kind of became a curse over time that basically stated that any Owens woman any man who falls in love with an Owens woman is doomed to die right and that has seemed to be the case throughout generations. The ants mention at least one or two men who they were in love with who passed away yeah. at different times. And then, of course, where we see um, Sally and Jillian as kids and their father succumbed to that same fate as well. And then their mom, unfortunately, died of what they, like right afterwards, of what they say was a broken heart, right. pretty much. So when they were kids, they went to live with their two kooky aunts because you need a couple of kooky aunts or kooky ladies. Whenever there's witch there's kooky ants well there's got to be either like a scary foreboding woman right. or kooky right it's, it's one or the other you don't really get any like normal person with that and this is where it had some very like sabrina the teenage witch vibes yeah this movie. <laughs> yeah it's true you've got a hilda and a zelda yeah there. exactly yeah yeah it works um so as the girls are growing up um they obviously are very different from each other. Like Sally is very much sort of somebody who hides her feelings about things, doesn't want to experience like, you know, all the, all of the parts of life that come along with like, you know, falling in love and all of that Mm. stuff. Cause she just thinks it'll be a disaster. And she thinks that would be awful. Whereas Jillian's the opposite. She's like a very free spirit and she wants to fall in love. She, you know, runs away when they're quite young with a guy and just kind of takes off and goes off to do her own thing. But Sally really stays at home with her aunts who I believe are, concerned about her yeah. their concerns pretty genuine which I understand um and then decide one day unfortunately that they're gonna meddle a little bit in her love life mm. which I guess is a good thing for a period of time she does fall in love with a the man they get married they have a, another two daughters two daughters who look exactly the same as her yes her yeah Kylie really who's funny. played by Evan Rachel Wood and also I think Antonia is the younger one mm. um and it's good for a period of time, the way that it always seems to be for the Owens family. But yeah. then, of course, unfortunately, there's an accident one day and her husband dies and she's very unhappy about it. And this is kind of when, like, we're also, there's, like, exposition given to the kind of things that you can or cannot do with magic in mm. this universe. So, you know, she wants to bring her husband back because there are ways of doing that. But her aunts refuse to help her with that because they indicate 
you know, that if he came back, he it's unnatural, so he would come back unnatural. He'd come back wrong. Yeah, and I think this is pretty common in any of these witchy movies. Yeah, and you in, know? I believe in practices and witchcraft in general, you know, don't fiddle around with that kind of stuff yeah. because it can it's come wrong. back. Yeah, and it can just come back in a really negative way. It's yeah. a bad idea, so people aren't meant to, to do anything like that. Mm. Um, so she... After her husband dies, she moves in, Sally moves in with her two daughters, um, and there's a lot of sort of, I mean, it's a 90s movie, so there's a lot of montages of her kind of like, you know, being like, oh, I don't want to, um, I don't want my kids to learn magic because Mm. it's bad and blah, 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 whatever. But of course, her aunts, by the way, who are named Frances and Bridget, but they call her Jet. Um, (laughs) they, (laughs) they, of course, like, you know, are still kind of telling the girls some things sometimes, but Sally has really decided that like, she won't do magic anymore. That's not something that she wants to do. Mm -hmm. Um, her, meanwhile, Jillian's kind of off on the other side of the country from what I understand. She's in Arizona. Just kind of like living it up. She's chilling. And showing her like partying and having this whole life and yeah. Until she meets Jimmy Angel of, which is such a name. <laughs> Jimmy Angel of. Yeah. Um, who's this guy who I guess seems, I guess, I'm assuming that their relationship was very intense to begin with. She's totally enamored with him, and I think that he's just, like, completely obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. So the relationship, I think, starts in a positive way. But as a relationship like that would go, yeah. eventually his intensity becomes, I think, a Overbang. little bit too much. Yeah, overbearing. Um, and then it crosses the line into uh, controlling possessive and abusive at that point so basically um sally goes to save her sister because she gets a call from her and they help they also they do have it's almost like it's like a sister bond but like with an extra added witch thing to it where they can feel what the other one's feeling and what they kind of need so she goes to pick her up basically and when they're trying to leave Jimmy pops back up and he kind of like uh, takes Jillian hostage and is yeah. like, "Nope, you drive the car. I don't know where the fuck he wanted I don't know to go. Where he wanted to go. Yeah, but, but they're going. Of course, somewhere. it turns into a disaster where yeah. they end up, you know, trying to knock him out with some of their witchy herbs and Belladonna. His, uh, yeah, and uh, and then he dies because they give him too much because they're in a bit of a rush. Well, you Bell- know? Okay, so Belladonna is lethal, mm-hmm. from what I understand. I did not know that people would use it as a sedative. I don't even know if that's true. Right, but it is. It is definitely lethal if you give it to people. It's Bad not idea. supposed to be ingested as far as I'm aware. So I don't know. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But as far as I know, it's not good for you at all. And so he dies. Um, and Jillian, being who she is, is freaking out <laughs> and realizing, you know, that all the repercussions they're going to have to live through if he actually is dead. So they bring him back to their house and they perform a spell which they should not be performing. Well, it's the, literally the spell that Sally wanted to perform to get her husband back yeah. that, you know, the ants flat out refused because it's a bad idea, which means exactly. that you shouldn't be doing it. And so they perform this spell and of course, you know, Jimmy, who moments before he died was actually strangling Jillian. Oh my God, yeah. That was what he was doing when he died. When he comes back to life, he resumes what he immediately had been doing. Her. I do love the like the contacts that they put yeah. on him or something to make his eyes all like weird and clouded over. Yeah. Basically, is kind of cool. Um, all that stuff. He does a good job. I feel like I've seen that actor in stuff. 
and I can't remember what. He's just like randomly popped up in different things. I feel like he just plays the same role every time. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't matter. But yeah, he tries to of course he tries to strangle her immediately. So they have to kill him again. With with a frying pan. <laughs> Which I love. So this time they actually decide to bury him in their yard. Um and at this point, by the next morning, um, or couple of days later actually i can't remember what happens the ants so don't they peace out yeah well so basically um uh, the ants have been away at a solstice celebration they brought the girls with them the little Mm. ones with them they come back um and they're kind of like okay what's going on is everything okay and at first everything seems fine but very quickly um literally overnight within a day or so uh there's an entire bushel of roses that has grown Mm. right where his body is buried in the yard which is strange kind of starts to haunt them a little bit yeah that's it and um we (laughs) we kind of it kind of starts to get worse slowly but surely even the oldest daughter there of Rachel Wood's character she starts she can see him kind of out Mm. the window of the house like sitting there so like it is kind of a haunting poltergeisty situation basically going on, probably based on the fact that they brought him back to life first. Mm. This was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and so all of this, like the ants don't know what's happened. They just suspect something, but it kind of comes to a head because we have this, <laughs> the fun little inter like sort of, entered like dispersed scene of midnight margaritas right which i wish i was wearing my midnight margarita sweatshirt <laughs> right now can i have one of course you do um we're basically yeah that's it they all get together um and they just like you know they do they do fun quirky things that i wish that i had I like crazy I had ants that too like yeah. we were watching it and both like god this sucks i don't have i hope some i hope people out there who are listening have like fun kooky ants or relatives that they can do stuff like this with yeah. i wish i had that i do not have that you that know y'all just hang out with yeah and like drink with and have a bit of a party with yeah like we i have, have a fun that. mom but that's mm. like the extent of it for me mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so they all, you know, dance around the kitchen, they get really drunk, which fun fact, according to the trivia that I read, they actually were drunk when they filmed that oh, scene. Really? Nicole Kidman funny. brought like really cheap tequila to That's set great. and they just got drunk. That's great. Um, which makes sense <laughs> until again a haunting weird poltergeisty thing the bottle of tequila that's there is the same brand of tequila Mm. that jimmy was drinking before he died and that they put the belladonna in as well and also the ants start singing you are always on my mind which he was also singing right before he died yeah so shit starts to get weird and then the ants kind of realize what's going on a little bit so they and they're really mad really mad so they put like protection spells on the kids and then they peace out and they're like clean up your own mess um, which makes sense. Yeah. That's totally valid. I too would peace out if I had warned somebody against something and then they go ahead and they do it. I'd be yeah, like, no, yeah, for I'm not, sure. I'm not hanging no. around. And they this. do it in a good way too. Like they leave, but they give um, the daughters, they give them each like a little protection charm. Yeah. So they're like, okay, so nothing will happen to them while we're gone. At right. least that's something that we can, you know, be grateful for. Yeah. So yeah, so they take off again, still weird haunting shit going on mm-hmm. a little bit strange, but it's not like quite come to a head yet. What happens basically at the same time is that um, an investigator shows yeah, up. Yeah, Gary Hallett, who's mm-hmm. part of the investigation bureau out of Arizona, which right. is where Jillian was with Jimmy in the first place. And they're looking for Jimmy because he seems to have disappeared. And he's also wanted in connection with a murder from mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Some girl was found strangled to death. So that seems on brand yeah, for him. Yeah, totally. 
Um, yeah, he's not magical or anything, Jimmy. He's just a piece of shit. Like, it's just that. And it's just funny because I think at that moment they realized that if they had just, like, called the cops because of, you know, uh, self-defense yeah. and stuff, they probably would have been okay. I don't know. Would it count as self-defense if you poison someone? Yeah, but I mean, if he's strangling her, too. No, that part I understand, but they had poisoned him before he did that. Anyway, I yeah, don't know. I don't enough. know. I mean, I he know, was, like, kidnapping them. But yeah. yes, I mean, I think poisoning somebody is a little bit far. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she uh, basically, you know, she decides in the end anyway, there's a whole bunch of kind of stuff that happens. But what's happened at the same time is basically at the beginning of the film, what we saw in some of the flashbacks was that Sally, um, after witnessing some stuff, her aunts basically would like, of course, they're shunned by the whole community in this mm. town, but when people need something like a charm or a spell or whatever, mm. they come to see them anyway, which is, I'm sure, what happened a lot totally. back then. You know, people would be like, oh, witchcraft is bad, but also I need your help with this. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Um, I need an ointment. <laughs> yeah, so in in witnessing, I guess, the extremism of some of the people who would come to see them because they want to like you know like a woman comes to them for a love spell and she's really intense about it cause she's like oh, i want him to want me so much he can't stand it like Which, i just i feel like that just wouldn't be something i would want no absolutely not like <laughs> never ever in a million years and then like i kind of try and put myself in that person's shoes and be like maybe she's never been wanted in her whole life but like which totally which is completely possible and obviously she's like completely enamored of this man whoever yeah. he is but i feel like there is a limit and to... maybe the witches should like warn her a little bit about, i mean like, yeah the effect and and I think that's probably why they get the bad reputation because people wish for things without thinking about them and then they make them yeah. come true potentially which- but I also for me I guess playing devil's advocate on the flip side of that is that they are completely shunned by right. everyone in this town and treated as something like a witch <laughs> no well treated as like beneath everyone yeah. else so at the same time i'd be like hey you want this now it's not my job to warn you it's about true. it if you yeah. want to give me the money and get out you mm, know fair so enough I can, I can kind of understand that that's fair enough. um so what we'd seen with all anyway we're digressing for too long but what we'd seen with all this <laughs> flashback stuff is that basically when that had happened you know jillian had been like oh how romantic which yeah. like no and sally had been like oh my god i never want to fall in love this seems terrible yeah so she basically made a she did a spell mm. um which i forget what she calls it but it's basically a, an almost like an anti-love spell to a certain extent because what she says is that like the ultimate love that she has will be a man with qualities that just shouldn't exist basically so he will have one green eye and one blue he will be able to ride a horse backwards <laughs> flip pancakes into the air <laughs> and um his favorite shape will be a star now keep in mind she was probably like eight when she yeah. put this spell together so it's like cute little yeah. kinds of childish things to a certain extent that you wouldn't think of when you got older, but that's like what she does because mm. for her, she's like, oh, if I put this out into the universe, it won't matter. This man won't exist. That's not a thing that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Gary, now present day, as Gary the investigator is there looking into Jimmy's whereabouts, mm. what the kids first realize and then Sally herself starts to realize is that this he gary is the man that yeah, she that she invented cre- that she invented kind yeah. of or created to a certain extent or at least if he already existed like created a connection between the two of right. them it's kind of unclear like it's not super clear what exactly 
mm. it is. Like, was he, like, made? Because he would have already been the same age as her. So I don't really know how that Maybe. works. I think they do, like, a scene where you see a, a child and then mm-hmm. the petals are falling around him. So I think uh, probably she kind of gave him these qualities. That yeah, she's, like, she like, gave Realistically, certain... like, they're not impossible no, 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 qualities. No, no, no. Like, okay, my favorite shape is a star and it's I just can flip Im- pancakes. Yeah, you know? it's just improbable <laughs> that a person would have all of them, right? Right. So he does have one green eye and one blue eye. He can do the pancake flipping thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he His favorite shape is a star because he's an investigator. He's and a he sheriff. Has, yeah, he's <laughs> like a, an, I don't know, a special investigator. And he has, of course, a badge a that's badge. shaped like a star. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so all of that kind of stuff. So she starts to realize it as well. Um, they have, you know legitimate moments of tension because obviously like the added romance in here as well is that part of why he's wound up in Massachusetts is that when going through Jimmy's and I think in turn Jillian's stuff, Mm. he finds a letter that Sally wrote to her Mm. prior to going to get her, which is, you know, basically sort of lamenting like, you know, now her husband's been gone for a while and like not really having anyone in her life Mm. and stuff and kind of like everything about that. And I think he kind of read the letter and kind of fell in love with her or was very intrigued by her. Mm. And so I guess he followed that hunch all the way out Mm. to Massachusetts to a certain extent. Mm. Um, which, again, is where, like, the fantasy romance aspect of this yeah. kind of pops in. And let's be real. Fantasy and romance are a very regular combination. Of course. I mean, you, you read a fantasy novel or watch a fantasy movie, like, what would make it even more magical is, like, impossible love, yeah. you know? So you got to put that in there as well, and then it just makes it the whole package of what you're looking for. Well, that's it. And it's like a ton of them now. Like that's pretty, it's pretty par for the course, I would say at this point. They kind of go hand in hand at this point, I would say. Yeah, they do. Um, So yeah, so, and because, so I think because of this spell as well, she's so incredibly drawn to him that she also like can't really lie to him about anything. So she does decide to go confess to him basically that like she killed Jimmy. Mm. Um... And, you know, he's incredibly conflicted because he has very strong feelings for her. And so I don't think he knows how to proceed with this. Mm. Also, at the same time, you know, she's gone to do this with him. Then she's kind of run off because she's like, oh, my God, this is actually the guy that I basically dreamed up when Mm. I was a kid. That's nuts. She runs back home to find out that, like, Jillian is fully, fully fucking possessed by Jimmy. Totally possessed. His ghost just pops right out of her, basically. And, the invest- uh, and, of course, Mr. Investigator Man is with her. So he's yes. kind of like, what the fuck so he's is going like, on here? Yeah, has a pretty realistic reaction to, like, seeing a ghost for the first time in his life, I would say. Yeah. Um, and so then add that to, I guess, the, the general <laughs> conflict of the story that way because he's still like, what do I do? Yeah. This guy is obviously dead, but then this is also happening. I don't think he knows how to react to it. And at well, the same time you know sally is kind of explaining to him this spell that she put together when she was a kid Mm -hmm. so then i think he can't help but assume that he's like okay so the only reason that i am attracted to you or drawn to you is because of this spell which i don't actually think is the case no i don't think so. but i think it's like the spark that's created is because of the spell itself well i mean and understandably he's like totally freaked out by this like everything going on for sure for sure so um yeah so the problem is that's it jillian's fully possessed they need to find out find a way to get her 
out of that, the ants obviously are like your little deus ex machina. So they show up at the right time <laughs> to be like, oh, um, yeah, we definitely need to do like a full on, basically like a full on exorcism and banish yeah. him back to the other world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need like a coven for that. So there's mm-hmm. been like this whole thing at the same time since the family is so shunned mm. within the community um you know everybody thinks they're weird and mm. whatever the ants have kind of leaned into it but sally had sort of gotten herself away from it a little bit by having a husband and children mm. uh but she people still think she's strange and like the annoying blonde pta moms don't like her right the ladies with the boring outfits mm-hmm. who you know have with their no, call tree that takes their up like a solid tree. like 10 minutes of the movie yeah that's <laughs> it where they need to like figure out who's going to be like at the top of the phone tree list yeah. um basically she just decides to uh ask all of them to help her out and you know what to their credit they do, they do pretty show much up. without hesitation as well they're all kind of like yeah you know what i'm curious to see what witches are actually like so let's go do this i get the feeling like it kind of felt a little bit like they were all waiting for them to finally admit that they're witches and then they would be so. cool with them i think it so. was almost like all the pta moms had beef because they were being lied to and they knew about it yeah and they were just kind of like can you just admit it so we can move on from this which is pretty much what happens yeah. she, they do she calls all of them to kind of help make up a coven so they can perform an exorcism of sorts yeah. um, to fully get rid of Jimmy once and for all. And obviously, you know, it's the kind of story they do. Of, of course. course, they banish him back to the nether realm, other world, whatever you want to call <laughs> back it. Back to your nether region, oh my sir. God. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he gets all banished and stuff. Um, so that's nice. No more, no more you're always on my mind or whatever Diablo tequila shit he's drinking. <laughs> no more of that. No more controlling horrible boyfriends. Hooray. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So that happens. Um, I think with that as well, I think like you said, it's probably the case actually. Like, you know, the women in town kind of feel like they can, I guess like welcome her into everything a little bit more and their part maybe part of it too maybe part of them felt like they you know were shunned themselves because like the owens women never really told anyone what they were doing maybe they felt like they wanted yeah i mean i don't know people can be like that can't they they can be like fine you're not going to tell me what's obviously going on yeah. well I'm gonna step away from you because I can't trust you then. exactly that's yeah. it so that could be entirely possible that that's part of it as well there's like a lot of like little underlying things like that so um obviously <laughs> I guess obviously Gary decided he was just going to help them out with this investigation so pretty much the Jimmy's ring his like ugly skull ring that had popped up at one point yeah um is he had taken it with him, I guess, back to Arizona. And then there there must have been, it's not very clear in the film, I find, but there must have been some sort of fire somewhere. Mm. And basically, I think he just planted the ring there and then was like, oh, Jimmy must have died accidentally in this fire. Shucks. Uh, that is such a trope. I was saying that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, you were. Whenever, whenever there is like an investigator or a whatever like a cop who ends up falling in love with the person who did the murdering like they always make it go away and you're just like this would never or would it happen everything always wraps up in a big nice boat for the characters which is true it is true um yeah so obviously he's done that in the meantime and then of course 
obviously, because this is this is a romance, guys. Yeah. Um, he does come back to Massachusetts, and him and Sally are able to, you know, actually be together in love. and whatever, and be in love and stuff, and it's cute. And then they do a cute witchy thing at the end of the movie where they jump off the roof like on Halloween, but dressed like as actual witches. They've got mm. little pointy hats on and like stripy socks and stuff. I think we should dress up that way this year. Okay, we could do that. Yeah, it's an easy costume. <laughs> we should just be witches, just like plain ass witches, <laughs> just regular witches, very generic, <laughs> just witches. very generic. We could be the witches from this film specifically. Yeah, exactly. No one would know. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have dark hair. I have red hair. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Totally. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that's pretty much, that's the movie. The characters are really fun. I don't know what it is about, fuck, this film just evokes coziness and evokes, I guess, fall for me. I don't know yeah, what it is. I'm not like, nostalgia. yeah, that's it. And I'm not like massively like, I love romance and I love all the romance stuff all the time, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's like a fun story. I think I watched it when I was like quite young and I've just been into it like ever since then so every year is just like oh time to watch practical magic guys <laughs> it's that time again it's that time of year it's like me with harry potter pretty much yeah that's it <laughs> so i don't do it all the time but it does happen regularly <laughs> and yay now you've seen it shireen yay. i can't ask you if the book was better because you haven't I have not read, read it. it but did you like the movie i did like the movie um i feel a bit like because i didn't watch it when i was young it doesn't quite um have the same feeling for me as it does for you you don't have the nostalgia yeah, for it but um i do appreciate a good spooky witchy 90s movie yeah the like, soundtrack is very oh, yeah, 90s like it's very too. like oh it's very um like sort of like i don't i don't even know how to describe it like sort of soft pop rock radio yeah. from the 90s kind of I feel like they used a lot of these songs in like high school quirky movies from the 90s as kind well. of yeah, yeah that's it but you had like the types of ones that were used for the high school movies and the types that were used for like the adult yeah films. yeah this one definitely was kind of nestled in between um but megan was the book better um no i mean okay so it's been a really okay it's been a really no. long time since i've read this book i would actually really have to reread it also yeah. i know that there have been like two prequel books and a sequel too wow. none of which i have read which i probably should at some point mm. or another um i think you know what i think i just i read the book i don't remember thinking anything really major about it i didn't like i didn't hate it or anything i thought i th i'm pretty sure i thought it was quite good the story is mm. very similar mm. um but i i have like a special place in my heart for the film probably like you know like the it's got a good cast everybody really does like a good job with their role yeah um they're all well suited to the characters so it's just something i think that i appreciate like i watching it like a little bit more critically now i'm like oh okay yeah there's like some weird pacing issues in mm. this movie where like they jump to and from scenes a little yeah. bit strangely sometimes mm. and you're meant to follow it and I'm sure that as a kid when I watched it I was like what what's happening right now like what's in this, this? yeah because we jump back and forth in time and there are like periods of time where we're supposed to understand I think that we're skipping forward like you know when her husband dies to when her sister shows up and then leaves again and then comes back mm. the second time like I think we're meant to understand that there's a period of time going by it's not incredibly clear yeah 
Um, so yeah, so there are like, there are weaknesses to it. So I can understand why it's not like, you know, like a 10 out of 10 movie for, for everyone Mm -hmm. for sure. But it's got that nostalgia factor. Everybody does a good job. Uh, Nicole Kidman is so beautiful in this movie. It's actually annoying. I need to try and find out if that was her natural hair color in that movie. Yeah, I don't know. She had red hair for quite a long time. And this was, this was like, cause this was late nineties, Nicole Kidman. This was, she was married to Tom Cruise at this point. Um, which is like a weird time capsule of information for people who grew up in the 90s. Yeah, but also Tom Cruise is what a, a Scientology t- piece of yeah. garbage. What a time, what a weird time all of this it's, was. It's weird to me that Tom Cruise is still making movies now. Oh, like, yeah. Top Gun is in theaters. <laughs> like, it's, it's strange to me that like we know what this man does behind closed doors and we're still encouraging I his mean, career. Scientology has a weird... Um, place in Hollywood that I haven't quite figured uh, out, but it's a strange one. Yeah. Oh definitely. boy. Anyway, good for you, Nicole. You're better. <laughs> yeah, seriously. With what's his name, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously, I love this movie. Shireen enjoyed this movie, so I think we're good. I think we've had a good. I think we've had a good day with it. <laughs> <We have. laughs> uh, but what do you guys think of Practical Magic? I feel like nobody talks about it anymore, but I'm always. I always we're like trying to, find to revive people. it. Yeah. We should just revive it. I'm trying to find people who like it as much as I do. Uh, you can let us know over on Instagram at fullybookedca or on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. And if you're still here, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to this episode. It really helps us get the show out in front of more people and we really appreciate it. But until next time, guys, keep on reading. Bye everyone. Thank you.